Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. I want to welcome to the program Mr. Gregory Walker and Ms. Deborah Block. Mr. Walker is a community organizer who brings a deep understanding and a wide set of experiences and engagement with artists, intellectuals, and authors of diverse backgrounds with a particular focus on the vibrancy and cultural contributions of men who are black, both locally and globally. Ms. Block is the producing artistic director of Theater Exile. She or they have been a consistent figure in the Philadelphia arts community for over 30 years as a director, a dramaturge, producer, curator, choreographer, and educator. Deborah has been with Theater Exile since 2006 and assumed the position of producing artistic director in 2013. Lots of other accolades for both of these individuals, but Miss Block, Mr. Walker, welcome to Evening Words. Thank you so much for having us. For sure. So it's I, our I, pleasure to be here with you, James, and uh, thank you for your uh, interest in the arts and arts and culture in Philadelphia. So, so before we dive into to your collaboration, which I want to hear all about, I wonder if if you all could reflect a little bit on what it means that the Philadelphia Academy of Fine Arts is sunsetting their degree programs. Um, that that's some of the breaking news over the, I was very sad to hear that, but I wonder how, if you, if you could both could reflect on that, because I think sometimes we, we kind of just assume like our artistic institutions are just going to keep going and just keep being around. And when something as, uh, something with a kind of long and storied history of PAFA, you know, is, you know, reveals that uh, not just some funding challenge, but actually having to, to shed some degree programs. T- talk a little bit about, about, you know, h- how you feel about that, number one, but also what that means in the ecosystem of the arts in the city of Philadelphia. Deborah? Oh, sure. I'll start. Um, it, it, it notes a moment in time where we are right now. First of all, I agree with you. It just makes me so sad mm. that this is happening. But what it indicates is that now is a time for change. I think every organization, every arts organization, certainly every performing arts organization is reflecting right now. Mm-hmm. And how do we continue to do the work that we find so valuable in the community? We believe that our community is better with the arts Mm. and how do we do that in a way that's sustainable now Mm. and in some cases it means shedding uh organizational systems or ways of doing things that may be too old that may be too heavy Mm. and even though like I said, this makes me very sad just because I, I just love the idea of educating and with that sense of history and moving forward, Path has always managed to ha- look back and forward at the same time. So it makes me sad, but it is also an indicator what every arts organization needs to do right now. And it has a moment of self-reflection and how do we have sustainability moving forward? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's right on time. I also would just like to to shout out PAFA, even though their degree programs are moving away. They have a history, a black history, actually, this being Black History Month. And we at the Brothers Network are always celebrating black artists and intellectuals. And Henry Ossawa Tanner, who's one of the yes. most famous painters, was educated at PAFA. Yeah. Uh, his, his amazing um, painting of a boy and a grandfather playing the banjo called The Banjo Player uh, is what inspired me to even start the Brothers Network. Wow. So their storied history will continue. Sadly, their degree programs, while very worthwhile, 
will 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 go away, will sunset. But nonetheless, the history, the culture that they have brought forward and brought to the world, uh, Henry uh, Henry Oswatanner is really a legend and um, was painting along the side of many great artists. And Henry Oswatanner didn't get an opportunity to share that in Philadelphia um, because of race and racism. Yeah. His paintings were not widely received initially, and then when Mister Tanner went on to Paris. He was widely received and was celebrated by the kings and queens in in, in Europe um, as really a phenomenal painter. He painted alongside Thomas Eakins, who we know who is white, but Henry Oswatanner didn't get his just due. It saddens me deeply for the young people who are hoping to get and start a career with Papa's excellent education in art, art history, art culture, and painting itself and sculpture. Mm -hmm. So I hope that those students will be able to consume uh, the interest that they have and continue their interest at another institution, either in the city or elsewhere in the country. Yeah, thanks. That's important to note too, Gregory, is that they – they're they're not sudden setting immediately, right? I think it's gonna it's the 2024-2025 academic year will be the last. And so I, I'm hopeful that lots of folks will be able to finish their degrees. Um, but certainly they'll have some time to 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 transfer in and out. And I, I appreciate you both commenting on that. Let, let let's 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 talk a little bit about theater exile. Um, um and, and Deborah, for folks who are just not aware of theater exile and the kind of work uh, that you've been doing there, give give them a give them a primer. On, on, on that great institution here in the city of Philadelphia. You got it. Theater Exile has been called the best get, best secret, best kept secret in Philadelphia, which I am over. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> you don't want to be a secret anymore? Secret. Yeah. I don't want to be a secret anymore. Um, we do contemporary work. We've been around for 27 years. This is our 27th season of producing work. Um, our work tends to be contemporary, tends to be, um, we have a lot of Philadelphia and world premieres. We search for plays that really dive into the human condition. We use humor as well as pathos and we try and tell stories that really reflect on a conversation that should be happening right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so, um, we're doing this show, a case for the existence of God, and it fits right into that wheelhouse. Mm, that's awesome. Is, is that the show that you all are collaborating on? Yes. yes. So a so, case for the existence yes. of God. However, Deborah and I have collaborated over the last several years uh, mm-hmm. on productions that we both value and tell stories of all kinds. Our mm-hmm. our past shows include Motherfucker with a Hat. Whoa, whoa, this uh, is a family show, Gregory. This is a family show. <laughs> MF or with a hat, I forget. I'm always <laughs> this is, we are live on radio, sir. This is 96.1 FM and 902 AM. I know we're on Facebook, but we're also we're broadcasting out to the city of Philadelphia, uh, Mr. Gregory, sir. I, 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 I will say MF or with a hat. I apologize for those words, but now I have your audience's interest, that's, that's don't right. I? That's right. That's right. That's right. And maybe the FC see as well. So that's a good thing for Deborah and I. We are no longer a kept, a kept secret. That's right. That's right. So 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 talk, so you you all have partnered on things before, but talk a little bit about the 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 project that you're working on now. Well, a case for the, a case for the existence of God was written by Samuel D. Hunter. He's an amazing playwright. We produced his work The Whale a number of years ago. We won a number of Barrymore awards. For that, it's an extraordinary play, as many of you may know, was turned into a movie. Mm-hmm. And um, this show, A Case for the Existence of God, is really a story of two men. It's a story mm-hmm. of friendship. It's a story of trying to be a parent, trying to 
figure out what it means to be a good father and mm -hmm. a good friend. And we see two men as the world's obstacles get dumped at their feet. One is always trying to do the right thing, but the world is getting in their way. And the other one really kind of messes up a lot himself. <laughs> and it's how they navigate through that and mm -hmm. become closer. And again, at the end of the day, try and be good parents. Mm -hmm. And and that's the piece for us when we talk about being a good parent. We at the Brothers Network love to uh, debunk myths and misconceptions about black men and black fathers as well. Mm -hmm. uh, James, I know you're a dad and I know you're an incredible dad. Oh, man. And this play underscores what it's like, the challenges and the successes mm -hmm. of, of black fatherhood. And more importantly, it talks about men's friendships together, something that we don't see in positive ways um, in our larger society. Mm -hmm. um, and we love to share these kinds of stories where men, not only black men, but men in general have friendships and it's a strong friendship mm -hmm. and their friendship is based in fatherhood. Um, I don't know of another brilliant story that talks about two men, mm -hmm. uh, one African American and the other, the other one, uh, white and their friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's this a, is realistic. This is. is what the media doesn't show us. This is what much of the media doesn't show us. Of course, James and Word, you're doing a great job today and have in the past. But the, you know, the fact that theater exile is a kept secret, um, our goal is to, to finish that off, get rid of that kept yeah. secret and share with everyone in 2024, um, the brilliant work that Deborah and I have done together. Uh, Deborah has been nominated for Barrymore Awards. Wow. Deb, would you like to talk about that? For your um, last play. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, well, we've been, uh, yes, we've been nominated for a number of awards, won a, a number of awards, whether it's, uh, certainly Barry Morge, we won Best of Philly last year for our season subscription. Mm. Um, some, uh, the last show which Gregory was part of was Camp Siegfried, which, um, really shows us how easy it is for hate to be, to, uh, find its way into the cultural zeitgeist. Mm. Um, well, that, and, that, how timely is that? <laughs> it was so unfortunately timely. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I say is I don't understand it, but playwrights seem to be the prophets of our time. Mm -hmm. well, they want, yeah. They James Baldwin said a similar thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's true. The, the sensitivity to the human condition and what's going on in the world, they feel they write these plays. Before there's even vocabulary mm -hmm. for, for some of the conversations and they, the plays burst onto the, into, um, into our, into the theaters mm -hmm. at a time when those conversations need to happen. So the hate that was bubbling through, um, through Cam Siegfried, it was just so unfortunately timely. Mm -hmm. And, um, we, uh, uh, the first time Gregory and I were together was on Passover. Um, okay. by Antoinette Nwandu. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, during the pandemic, it was just beginning to be able to, to gather together, but we did a play outside in a park and it was about, um, the violence against, against black men mm -hmm. and the, the strained relationship between the police and black men. And it happened in a park and it was dynamic and mm -hmm. it was unfortunately way too timely. Yeah. And, um, and these are the conversations we, we like to have. And don't get me wrong. I, we like to laugh at theater exile, the, <laughs> the mofo play that Gregory talked about. You know, yes. that was really funny. And, and I think it's important to be able to laugh, even this a case for the existence of God. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of humor in it because mm -hmm. we need that if we're going to have real discussions. For sure. For we, sure. 
Yeah. And I, I just want to note, because I, I obviously I love my partnership with Theodore Exile and Deb, but also Passover went on to Broadway. Wow. Um, so congratulations. the work that Deb chooses in her role is very timely and almost anticipates what the future is in many ways and gives theater goers an opportunity here in Philadelphia to engage uh, in the zeitgeist, whether it's it's crime or drugs or alcohol in a way that people may not see it. Mm-hmm. And that's the mf -er, uh play that we mm-hmm. worked together on where we served as associate producer as well there. And obviously this case right now, the case for the existence of God, mm-hmm. this is a very important piece. I invite people to come out and see it um, we had previews last week, and now we're starting our actual opening. And it, it really is an opportunity for people to come in, sit in the dark, and reimagine the possibility of possibilities, possibilities, excuse me, with with black men and friendship and fatherhood. I love this, and and, and this is for Gregory or and and for you as well, Deborah. You know, for our listening audience, you know, this is twenty twenty four. And people are inundated with images, streaming, TV shows, movies. I'm on radio, right? Oh, make the case. Not that you have to, but I want to, I want for our audience to make the case for drama and place and the immediacy of that experience, how that's distinct from other kinds of ways in which we engage artistic content. And I, I would love for you all to reflect on that. And Gregory, you're already doing it. Just talking about sitting in that dark room and experiencing something. I love that. That captures for me what that experience is like. But not everyone, especially some of our younger folks, are tuned into the distinctive offering of of plays and drama in the in the 21st century moment. So I wonder if you could both kind of like make the case for why we need to be in theater exile, why we need to support the arts, of course, but but also be in these spaces to engage content in a very distinct way. Well, with the uniqueness of theater in general, and particularly um, the space that it occupies theater exile, um, you really get to come in and you get to turn off your device, most importantly, and you get to sit quietly for just a few moments in the dark mm-hmm. and you get to just kind of collect yourself and then get taken away by the action on the stage. You don't have to respond to it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to click. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You get to be entertained and educated about a scenario, a situation which can inform your life. Mm-hmm. It's educational without having to buzz or click or like (laughs) or do anything. You can actually put your hands in your pockets or on your lap and be engaged. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Deborah, you want to weigh in there? Sure, I'll add to that. That um, we know the difference. Remember when we were everyone was doing those Zoom happy hours and you (laughs) sat with your drink at home and. Friend, it, it was lovely. I'm glad I saw my friends. That was great. We got to talk. Maybe we got buzzed. Who knows? But there's, it is not the same as being in a party. Mm. It really is not. There is nothing like sitting in a room together, having someone tell you. I mean, we all love someone telling us a story. Tell me a story. Let me, you know, let me hear something. Mm-hmm. They're telling it with their voices, with the sounds, with their body. And it is a three dimensional enveloping of of an experience mm-hmm. you cannot replace that with anything else it it is why they say the power of live theater it is transformative it is different than any other art form and it is the art form that evokes empathy mm-hmm. in a way that no, none of the others do it is really truly a beautiful experience and i and i say yes there's a moment to be quiet in in the theater but i think it's really about being in the theater mm-hmm. if it is going oh no or yes and laughing and having someone laugh next to you every show is different 
not because the actors are going wildly different, because the audience responses are different at every different show. Mm. You become a group. Mm-hmm. You've just had a shared experience. Mm. And it, it's a social experience. It's a dynamic. It, it, it helps us mitigate loneliness and, and it helps every part of our body think, learn and feel and, and sense something. And the arts in general help us understand the world better. It gives us language when maybe we didn't have it. Mm, that's incredible. Listen, I, I, I've got to let you guys uh, go. I've got to let you both go. Uh, uh, Deborah, I want to say to you, open invitation to come talk about the great work that you continue to do at Theater Exile here. Uh, Gregory, as you know, I, I, I have to have you back on to talk more about the Brothers Network and the great work uh, that, that, that you're doing there. And so I just appreciate you both taking time on very short notice, folks on very short notice uh, to come in and, and talk about this, especially in the context of what's happening with the Philadelphia Academy of, of, of fine arts. But before you, before I let you go, can you just let folks know where and when they can see this production at theater exile? Absolutely. The show is running now and it runs through January 21st. Theater exile is at the corner of 13th and Reed streets in South Philadelphia across the street from a park and um, it's really easy to get to by public transportation. Um, our our show is um, it's in an intimate space. There's no bad seats in the house. And as I said, it runs through the 21st. And I hope people come and enjoy it. Awesome. Deb, would you tell us where we can get tickets, where everyone can get tickets? Why, yes. Thank you for prompting that. <laughs> um, our website is theateredxile.org, and that's theater with an R-E. Or you can call us up at 215-218-4022, and we'd love to help you. And we have all sorts of discounts, uh, senior neighborhood, uh, military, and uh, so students. So we hope everyone finds a way to make it. Awesome. Thank you both so much. This is Deborah Block, the producing artistic director of Theater Exile, Gregory Walker, a community organizer, and also the founder of the Brothers Network. We appreciate you both, and I hope I'll talk to you both soon and in the near future. Thank you so much for joining us here on Evening Words. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 